Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3. Time now for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened weaker today, following overnight losses in global markets. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.6% to 3,196 points after some 72 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, while numbers are still firming up or closing numbers are still firming up on the SGX, here's what we are looking at for now. Right, the Straits Times Index down 0.54% at 3,197 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 876 million sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 255 versus 258. Top five movers by value, we have DBS, OCBC, UOB, SIA and Singtel. And heavily traded security Securities included Cap Alliance, Citrium, and Anika. Now, in terms of companies to watch for today, we do have Bounced Singapore. Its real estate unit, Bounced Projects, was directed by the Singapore Exchange Regulation to delist with an exit offer that is fair and reasonable. Now, elsewhere, from more on China's central bank's comments to implement monetary policy in a precise and forceful manner to Evergrande's chairman under police control and movements to the US S&P 500 index. We've got more international headlines in focus. Joining us on the line is Jeremy Tan, CEO of Tiger Fund Management. Jeremy, welcome. Hi, Kidian. Hi, Jeremy. And let's start with the usuals. How did the SDI fare today? How is it expected to close? Any surprises when it comes to the movers, say, Bounced Singapore, especially with what happened today? Well, if you look at the SDI's today's performance, I think definitely like luster and mm. losing ground in terms of uh, STI losing about 0.6% to below the 3,200 handle. I think that is on the back of the weakness uh, overnight that we, have seen, uh, that we have seen in the US, uh, especially we have seen uh, last week, uh, there's a lot of hawkish Federal Reserve's comments. Uh, we have seen rising uh, treasury use of the 10-year reaching to 4.5%. That is not actually adding on to uh, you know the consumer confidence that is actually uh, also like luster, dropping to a four-month low. And also new home prices as a result of this uh, elevated mortgage that we have seen in the US. Mm. On, and as a result, I think we have seen uh, on the STI today, there has been significant weakness, especially for the property developers mm. and also the REIT sector. I think this couple of sectors are actually interest rate sensitive and actually highly uh, you know, influenced, uh, influenced by the higher for longer interest rates. Uh, on Bowstead, I think we have seen uh, the company being asked by SGX to uh, you know, make a yeah. um, fair and reasonable exit offer. I think that's on the back that uh, when the parent company actually wanted to take uh, Bowstead projects private, they actually held 95.5% at mm. the point of acquisition. And they had to actually comply with the public float requirement that at yeah. least required 10%. them to have whole 10% uh, shares. And as a result, I think, uh, you know, they would actually have to make uh, exit offer that's actually fair and reasonable. And that would be 
have to be assessed by an independent financial advisor. Mm. And across the region, Jeremy, China's central bank said today that it will step up adjustments and implement monetary policy in a precise and forceful manner to support an economy that is uh, recovering with increasing momentum. What do you think this would look like should this not be accompanied by forceful economic stimulus? I think so far what we have seen in terms of the policy stimulus by the Chinese central banks, I think it's really on the contrary. I think it's neither precise uh, nor, you know, on the contrary, uh, I think it's uh, forceful. I think it has actually disappointed the markets in yeah. terms of uh, that uh, policy stimulus that uh, the, the the market actually wants, uh, which is uh, in terms of more monetary and fiscal stimulus by the central bank. I think so far what we have seen in terms of uh, the uh, commitment by the government has been lackluster mm. uh, in terms of uh, the stimulus. We have only seen uh, the 20, 20%, uh, first 20% uh, down payment uh, limits for first-time buyers and 30% down payment limits for second-time buyers and also uh, the lowering of uh, interest rate for home loans. So I think there is some initial green shoots, but I think there should be more potential scope for more stimulus by the uh, Chinese central banks going forward. Mm. In the meantime, let's take a look at some corporate uh, news. Uh, Jeremy, Evergrande's billionaire chairman, Hui Kaiyan, he has been placed under police control. Will this have any further impact or contagion impact on property stocks as a whole, though, especially in China? Well, I think uh, it's really bad news after bad news yeah. for the property sector in China. I well, think for the most indebted developer, yeah. Evergrande, um, I think we have seen today it has crashed by another 19% today. Mm. Uh, having this $300 billion of debt, I think being the most indebted developer, I think is something that is very challenging uh, given that earlier this week we have seen Evergrande not being able to issue new debt because one of its business in China is under investigation. Yeah. And now uh, to add uh, you know, uh, fuel to fire, the chairman is also now under custody. So I think that property uh, development stocks in China, I think, will continue to face, uh, you know, um, yeah. more challenges. Given uh, on the credit front, I think rising credit risk uh, is uh, and liquidity risk is definitely on the cards for the developers. And I think this is a sector that we will definitely want to advise investors to avoid until mm. the dust has settled or until, you know, the government has made commitments to actually. Uh, even bail out some of this company at this juncture. Mm. And uh, there's really no policy that we are seeing right now. Mm, right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Jeremy Tan, CEO of Tiger Fund Management. And in the US, Jeremy, you mentioned that the US S&P 500 has corrected some 5.86% since the year-to-date peak that we saw back in end July. Does this signal more pressure for the markets ahead, though? Well, I think um, definitely we are not out of the woods in terms of uh, market weakness, in terms of the S&P 500. I think we have seen a couple of, uh, you know, weak headlines in terms of a lowering of consumer confidence. But, uh, however, I think that the overall economic growth in the U.S., I think, has been quite resilient in the sense that in the second quarter, U.S. GDP growth continued to grow by uh, around 2.1%. And we continue to see some uh, positive upgrades in some sectors, not all sectors, but some sectors in the communication services sector mm. and the information technology sector on the back of uh, contributions from the application of artificial intelligence into the earnings of some companies like Microsoft or NVIDIA. 
and as a result, I think uh, the recent correction, I think we will see that as market opportunity. Uh, I think we should consider uh, considered to be more cautiously optimistic about mm. markets given that we are closing in on the tail end of the interest rate hike cycle. Mm. Uh, even though right now S&P 500 is trading at around 18 times price to earnings ratio, mm-hmm. uh, it's still not really attractive. But I would mm. say that we can continue to focus on companies that offer quality and also value at this current juncture. Mm. And finally, before we let you go, uh, Jeremy, let's take a look at this piece of news. Uh, the Yonhap News Agency reporting that that the U.S. is expected to indefinitely extend a waiver granted to South Korean chipmakers Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix on needing licenses to bring U.S. chip equipment into China. Your thoughts on that and what this means for the chip sector and also the Japanese chip makers as well? I think the overall chip industry, I think uh, right now is still uh, challenging given that uh, there's still a lot of uh, tensions in terms of the U.S.-Sino relations ongoing. Uh, I think going forward, the semiconductor sector, uh, right now there is still a lot of production, uh, especially with SK Hynix, Samsung, that is still based out of China. And I believe that over time, uh, we should actually see more plans for some of this company to gradually shift their production capacity away from China, uh, back to Korea or even onshoring this kind of production mm. uh, to really avoid some of this uh challenges or unplanned uh, disruptions to the uh, production, even though I, I, I would see, say that this set of news is, is positive. But mm. going forward, I think they will want to really diversify their supply chains going forward, uh, as I think that these uh, sectors will offer you know strategic importance to some of these uh, countries. Mm. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. And uh, let's take a look if we have the latest STI numbers. The STI closed down 0.47%. We're looking at 3,200 points. Once again, that was Jeremy Tan, CEO of Tiger Fund Management. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.